0: It's time for InsureTalk with insurance industry tech geek and Guidewire chief evangelist, Laura Drabik. In this podcast series, we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. If you're looking for insights on the trends and technologies reshaping the industry, an all new InsureTalk starts now. Welcome to a special edition of InsureTalk. I'm Laura Dravick,
1: Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. This time out, we're presenting a panel discussion on the business case for gender diversity in tech that first appeared in video form at Guidewire Connections. It's a conversation about what inclusion can mean to the bottom line, including strategies for business leaders looking to leverage the competitive advantages that come with a diverse gender-inclusive workforce and steps women can take to maximize the value they bring to their organization organizations at any stage of their careers. Let's listen in. Joining me for this discussion are 3 accomplished business leaders. It's an international panel of movers and shakers that includes Tracy Riley, Chief Digital Officer at Wawanisa Mutual Insurance Company in Winnipeg, Canada. Teresa Clausen, a partner in PWC's technology consulting practice in Sydney, Australia, and Adriana Gascoigne, founder and CEO of Girls in Tech in San Francisco, California. Thanks for joining us today, ladies. According to McKinsey, companies with a diverse gender inclusive workforce are 21% more likely to achieve above average profitability compared to peers. My question for the panel, from your own perspective and your own experience, what do you see as the business benefits of increasing gender diversity within your own organizations and industries and why?
2: one of our values is supporting our communities, and it's the essence of who we are.
1: Tracy Riley, Wawanisa Mutual Insurance Company.
2: So when you think about DEI and what it means at
1: Wawanisa, it's about a goal of building a
2: workforce that reflects the diversity of the communities that we serve, and it creates an equitable and inclusive workplace for everybody. So diversity ignites problem-solving, creativity, and innovation, and team performance improves, and And people feel valued
3: and respected. PwC's purpose around building trust in society and solving important problems.
1: Teresa Claassen, PwC's technology consulting practice.
3: Critical to that is getting diversity in thought and diversity in ideas. So d has been one of our number one agendas at PwC for a number of years now. And that diversity is being driven top down, as well as in the way that we actually recruit, the way we hire and the way we retain talent. It goes without saying new perspectives and diversity of thought creates innovation rather than doing the same things over and over again. Better employee performance is another area that we're certainly seeing diversity drive. We have a number of different policies and approaches at PwC around flexible working, and we've seen that also help in terms of both benefits for our employees, but also in driving the diversity agenda. And lastly, increased profits. So since our gender diversity strategy was put in place about eight years ago, we have seen the benefits to the bottom line.
4: Organizations of all sizes need diversity in order to offer complete pictures, differing points of views, breadth of talent.
1: Adriana Gascoigne, Girls in Tech.
4: Not only is gender parity the right thing to do, it's vitally important to an organization's bottom line. Research has proven that more diverse organizations consistently deliver stronger financial performance. Consider it this way if only men are designing automobiles, they miss out on what makes cars attractive for 50% of the buying population population. I would like to say that we also need to make sure we are focusing on diversity of all kinds. While it's simple to focus on gender, we must make room for diverse voices when it comes to areas like race and ethnicity, LGBTQ, ability, and backgrounds.
1: Companies like Slack are known for making real strides in building a diverse and inclusive workforce. According to reports, Slack even uses language in job descriptions that are shown statistically to draw greater interest from women, including phrases like meaningfully and lasting relationships that you don't usually find in job descriptions in tech and engineering. Demand for talent is so fierce that tech companies are working to get high school girls interested in pursuing careers, in engineering technology and other stem fields case in point my own company for the last three years guidewire has been sponsoring dv hacks an all student-led hackathon designed to create interest in tech careers in hopes that girls who participate will one day want to come work with us at guidewire and of course guidewire is also a proud partner of adriana's organization girls in tech To the panel, what do you see as especially effective strategies business leaders can employ to increase diversity and inclusivity within their own organizations?
2: While we're taking steps forward, Laura, to develop an enterprise approach to DEI, it's important to recognize that each of us is responsible for embracing diversity and championing inclusion on a daily basis.
1: Tracy Riley, Wawanisa Mutual Insurance Company.
2: At the base of it's ensuring that we respect one another for what we bring to the success of our organization. We plan to offer more targeted training and education to help us understand those biases and develop a more diverse workforce and encourage diversity in recruiting.
3: We understood that many of our underlying processes needed to change so that we could actually make this as part of our DNA rather than something we had to think about to overcome unconscious bias.
1: Teresa Clausen, PWC. So the first was around
3: representation of diverse talent. We have also, like Slack, introduced hackathons. So, so we do have hackathons that look at targeting universities in their tech programs and tech undergrad courses and postgrad courses. We also have introduced what we here in Australia called IBL programs. A second area is around strengthening the leadership accountability and the capabilities around DNI. It's up to all of us as individuals and anyone that's a leader within the firm to go about driving that kind of diverse way of thinking um, as well as inclusive way of thinking. We've also looked to enable quality of opportunity and around fairness. So just ensuring that there's a, a level playing field when it comes to performance measurement and performance management as well across both genders. And that has reaped its rewards. We've tried to foster a culture of belonging. And what I mean by that is really kind of coming down to the fundamentals of our values, which is around care. And we have found that creating a sense of community and a sense of family within our individual team. So for me, that would be my guide wire practice here in Australia. That sense of care and community has very much fostered a culture where people feel there is trust.
4: It all starts at the top. Adriana Gascoigne, Girls in Tech. Diversifying the C-suite and boardroom is critical. To have diverse points of views at the topmost decision-making levels should be non-negotiable. Organizations should adopt policies like equal pay for equal work. Organizations should dig in and ensure that men and women doing the same job function are paid equally, that they have the same benefits. Girls in Tech recently conducted a survey of our membership to get a temperature check. One of the absolutely most stunning findings was that women who had a male boss were significantly more likely to report being burned out than if their boss was female. Now this raises a lot of questions and we as an industry need to do more research to understand what's going on here. This is a huge discrepancy. 63% felt burnt out if their boss was male versus 44% if their boss was female. It's things like this that organizations need to focus on and better understand
1: what's really going on. Awesome, we'll continue our conversation when we come back from
0: this short break, so don't go anywhere. Digging in Sure Talk with Laura Drabik? Be sure to subscribe on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, rate the show on Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. This is Insure Talk with Laura
1: Drabeck. Let's return to our panel on diversity in tech and what inclusion can mean to the bottom line. Now, there are programs and initiatives, and then there are simple workaday things that managers, co workers, and others can do to support and build up women and members of other diverse groups. One of the things I always try to do is to recognize when a woman's hard work might be going unnoticed. It means a lot when you send out emails or internal messages to highlight and praise the work that they're doing. But what can women themselves do to make sure that they're able to position themselves for success within their own organizations? What's your one critical piece of advice to them?
2: It's really important to speak up and be heard.
1: Tracy Riley, Chief Insurance and Technology Officer, Wawanisa Mutual Insurance Company
2: to find allies and support, we absolutely have strength in numbers. The other thing I think is really important is finding an organization that aligns with your values that you can really relate to. I'm so thankful that I have what I have at Wawanisa because we have such a diverse workforce and you know, over 50% of our women at the executive level. So I honestly didn't run into any challenges until I went into the tech side. And it wasn't in internally at Wawanisa. It was in dealing with one of our vendors. And I have to tell you, I was so shocked I didn't even know what to say. I was stunned. I was speechless. I thought, is this really happening? And I have to tell you that it's awful. If people go through that on a daily basis, that's awful. And and I just never go through that at Wawanisa. and It's just, it's absolutely fantastic to have the, the support and respect there.
3: For me, diversity, though, doesn't work unless you have psychological safety.
1: Teresa Klassen, partner, PwC's technology consulting practice.
3: And what I mean by that is safety to feel that anyone can put up ideas question why we do something and the way that we do it. So a critical piece of advice, you know, as a leader is to create an environment where your team feel like they are safe to raise those ideas and safe to challenge the norm. Because to me, that's the only way that we can actually create the momentum to enable us to hit the kind of diversity that we want and we need in our talent pool.
4: Seek out allies within the organization who are in leadership positions and want to see you succeed.
1: Adriana Gascoigne founder and CEO of Girls in Tech.
4: Make sure your voice is heard. Don't be afraid to speak up and contribute your ideas or concerns. Most importantly, bring up those beneath you and help grow the next person's
1: career. One of the things I've found to be effective in helping women advance their careers is mentor programs. I've been a mentor to both women and men for over a decade. And I've also had a mentor of my own for the past 13 years. What I've learned is that it's hugely important to find the right match. You don't wanna reach out to a mentor that isn't going to be a good fit for you or where you want to go in your career. Second, you have to be respectful of your mentor's time. Come to a session with prepared questions and take actions on the recommendations that they provide. And lastly, don't confuse mentor with manager. They aren't there to manage your time or your deliverables. It's to guide you with advice and ideas for your career. For the panel, what approaches should women take when it comes to finding a mentor and what should they keep in mind when they do?
2: Laura, I, I agree with you 100%.
1: Tracy Riley, Wawanisa Mutual Insurance Company. It's
2: critical to find a mentor. And, and more specifically, that could be more than one mentor throughout your career as well. You need to come prepared to conversations with, you know, a development plan or a, a specific challenge or a problem that you're needing advice on and respecting their time when you do so. Really finding someone that you can relate to that you think, you know, not only has been successful, but someone that you
3: feel that, you know, your values align. To me, there's a a few kind of critical success factors around a mentor and mentee relationship. Teresa Clausen, PWC. The first is about you understanding your goals. What do you want to get out of that mentoring relationship? And again, like Tracy said, coming very well prepared with understanding that. You also may want to find a mentor to help you with working out those goals, helping out to work on what is your purpose. If you're not prepared to be transparent with your mentor, you might as well pack your bags and go home. You have to have an open and honest conversation with your mentor in order to really be able able to unpack potentially some of those dark spaces that you wouldn't always talk about with everyone. And lastly, resilience. I am very much somebody that thrives on feedback. I thrive on needing constructive criticism in order to be able to work and develop. I'm a very competitive individual and I think that's come from my tennis background. So having that kind of constructive feedback and the resilience to work on it has been incredibly beneficial for me.
4: Find an ally. Seek out someone you respect personally and someone who is respected within your industry or organization.
1: Adriana Gascoigne, Girls in Tech.
4: Don't be afraid to interview your potential mentor. You need to ensure a good fit and understand if that person has the bandwidth and willingness to take on such a role. Consider having multiple mentors and seek out people who have different contributions to make. For example, you might have a mentor who is more technical or business savvy and another who is keen on the softer, more
1: emotional side of business. As a follow-up question, what if you were the one approached to become a mentor to someone? What advice would you give to maximize the value you can bring to that role?
2: I am a formal mentor, I have been for many
1: individuals. Tracy Riley, Wawanesa Mutual Insurance Company.
2: It's extremely important to be really clear on what each of you is looking for from that relationship. Generally, I would ask my mentees to come prepared with a business challenge or opportunity. In L- Outline their career goals as well. It's just really important to give them your time. You know, it, for me, it's kind of paying it forward. People have done that for me. It's worked very well. I want to do that for other people as well. And, you know, having a committed relationship to do that works quite well. And I find too that every single time I have one of those relationships, I learn probably just as much as they do. So it's really quite a win-win.
3: Fantastic, Tracy. I loved when you talked about paying it forward because that is an absolute mantra of
1: mine as well. Teresa Clausen, PWC.
3: There's a quote from John Quincy Adams, a former US president, and I love everything that this says. And it's about if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more and to do more and become more, then you yourself are a leader. That really, to me, is reflected in the way that I mentor others. I'm very much a leader by showing and by doing the way that I act and the way that I practically show some of my experience I feel are probably the ones that are the most impactful to my mentees. So yeah, that quote really resonates with me and is something that's very true to me.
1: Mentorship is a two-way street. Adriana Gascoigne, Girls Intact.
4: It requires active participation and engagement from both parties. As a mentor, I would encourage you to make sure the relationship has solid footing. You may need to be the one to build a framework depending on how junior your mentee is. And most importantly, only agree to be someone's mentor if you really have the bandwidth to commit to the role. You need to be honest about this if the
1: partnership is to be successful. Excellent. That's going to be the final word today. We've heard expert insights about the business benefits for gender diversity in tech, powerful ways business leaders can leverage the competitive advantages that come with a diverse, gender-inclusive workforce, and sage advice to women who wanna make bold strides and increase their value to their organizations, and hopefully help other women do the same. On behalf of the entire panel, I'm Laura Drabeck saying thank you for joining us for what has been an amazing, valuable session for women at every stage of their careers.
0: Tune in next time for an all new episode of Insure Talk with Laura Drabeck, brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. For more information, visit Guidewire.com.